بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم and welcome to another episode of The Conviction Project where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. I am your host, Madaj, the therapist, and I'm here with my friend Farhan, the Imam. Farhan, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Farhan, as you know, you know, um, we're in this Jalsa month. I mentioned this last time. And next week is Jalsa Salana UK, which is the international Jalsa of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat. Um, and there, on the last day, we do we do this very interesting, very phenomenal uh, thing, uh, the international bet, and where you know we announce every year how many new converts have come to our Jamaat. And in the last year, I believe we had about five hundred thousand converts that accepted the promised Messiah, alayhi salam, Mirza Ghulam Ahmad. And, you know, some people have a lot of doubts about, um, A, that number. Um, they have, why do we, and secondly, they have this, this strange doubt that, why do we need to tell the world how many people have converted to our faith? You know, Maharaj, actually, this is a very common question um, in, my, in my experience. Um, Ahmadi Muslims and even non-Ahmadi Muslims ask this question a lot, uh, especially non-Ahmadi Muslims, obviously, for obvious reasons. When you say a number like 500,000 con- conversions, and when we talk about um, the fact that uh, if you search it on Google, the fastest growing group among the Muslims is the Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat. Right, and so how does that happen? And people have these questions, and they, um, in, in some of my Urdu language uh, radio programs, uh, you know, people are some sometimes some people get really, really angry and they're like, what is going on? How, how could this be? You're just making this up. You're just outright lying and, and fake news and that kind of accusation. Right. So so wh- where does this happen? And so we have we have two questions to deal with. Is that how do, do we get these con- conversions? Is there any reality to it or is there anything anything that we can question about this. And the other question is a broader question, I think. It's like, why do we have conversion in the first place? Why, why is that so important? And to sort of even, you know, if I, if I can use the word brag about it, are we bragging about conversions? And so we'll get to that second part in, in a little bit. The first part is, how do these conversions happen and the answer is that I've personally been in, in, in Africa, for instance, where there are a lo- large number of uh, conversions happening. I've been in Ghana, for instance. I've, I've been all over Ghana, the southern region and the eastern region and the western region and the northern region. I've been all over the place in, in Ghana. And I've seen and met those people who, who convert. And, and yeah, I mean, I've seen those. Like I, I, I attended Jalsa Salana Ghana a few years ago, and there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Like you can't, you, you, if you see the horizon, they're like, you know, at, at, at Namazit Tahajjad, at the pre-dawn prayer, you get, you see the sea of people in, in white shirts and black trousers uh, at their ishtama. It's, it's a khudam ishtama, khudam convention, the youth convention. You, you see these thousands and thousands and thousands of people and they're obviously coming from somewhere, right? They, are, they have some association with the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. And then on top of that, Ghana is a country which is very poor and it's very difficult to travel. Right, it's not easy to travel, and so the the let, let's say at the previous at the convention that I int- attended, there were 
I don't know, 60, 70,000 people, uh, that is not even representative of the Ahmadiyya Muslim presence in that country because there are hundreds of thousands who probably couldn't show up because they can't afford it or they're living in these remote areas where transportation is nearly impossible, right? So, so, right, so I've seen those, those numbers with my eyes. And, and so I cannot deny it, <laughs> something that I've seen myself. And then there's Nigeria, and then there are these other African nations, and there are hundreds of other countries. There are 209 countries where we're at least present. I'm not saying in all 209 countries we have a large presence, but we are present in those 209 countries, and, and, and it's growing. So, you know, you mentioned Africa, and I just remembered that you you did spend some time in Africa. And, you know, one of the common doubts that come out of uh, the African mission is that, you know, oh, they're not really Ahmadi because they don't really fully understand. Um, they're probably, you know, like one person, the, the chief of the village accepts Ahmadiyyad, and then the rest of the village all accept Ahmadiyyad. And then, you know, now you have an inflated number. So they're not actually genuinely Ahmadi. So yeah, I mean that that is a follow-up question. I get that, and 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 it's understandable. Yes, there is illiteracy in these countries. Uh, people are 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 some people probably do not fully comprehend the idea of a promised Messiah. Some people who are Muslims over there probably do not comprehend the idea of who Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was, what the Holy Quran is. They don't know how to read namaz, for instance. In some of the villages I went, I, I spent some time in a village where some of the people didn't know how to even offer namaz. And that's understandable, right? But the real judgment lies with God. I, I can't say that, well, there are some people who don't know too much about Islam, and so we can't count them. We, ha we, we have to take people on the surface, and that is what the Prophet Muhammad wasallam said, that even if a person says salam to you, if, if he's praying in the same Qibla direction as you, uh, if, if the person is eating the same halal food as you, He's a Muslim. If a person calls himself or herself Muslim, then it is our duty, it is our obligation to consider that person a Muslim. And, and, and the same case applies to the Ahmadiyya Muslim uh, Jamaat members there. Not all of them are educated. Not all of them are... That is, that is probably applicable to all religions, right? There are so many Christians in these countries. There are Methodists and there are Catholics and there are, uh, there are uh, some other branches. There are even Mormons and, uh, and, and uh, members of the Jehovah's Witnesses. All these groups are there. Not all of them have members who are all educated, right? So that, that I think, that judgment should be left to Allah. Uh, it's not for us to, to decide, right? You know, I'm reminded of a joke by, by a comedian who, who was Muslim at one point. He said, you know, uh, he was performing stand-up comedy in a large hall. And he said, you know, in about five seconds, I can make all of you Muslims if you're ready for it. You know, they all got scared. Like, what's going to happen? And he eventually explained his joke that all you really have to say is, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, and now you're Muslim. Right. Um, he was making a joke of it. I'm sure it's much more. So, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah means there is none worthy of worship except Allah. And Muhammad sallallahu is the messenger of Allah. And this is a statement I think a lot of people can't, disagree with. I mean, a lot of people, even in the West, uh, who are not strongly inclined to their faith, uh, would be okay with this statement that there's only one God and Muhammad is a prophet of God and they don't have a problem with that. Uh, if you go to United Church members or some other, they will accept that, right? And and so th there's that as well. <laughs> well, you know, um, I like to think that, you know, there is no God but Allah. 
is such a loaded and heavy sentence that to to if you dissect it down, it can become very very complex. But I want to revisit to 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 my original questions. You know, why is it that we um, kind of like brag at, at the word that you use? You know, why do we highlight? Look how many people have converted to our faith. So you know, when it comes to bragging, when it comes to showing off, we have to understand. Um, there are certain, you know, we, we can't paint with a broad brush when it comes to these things. You see, when, when we are talking about religious achievements, and I talked to, I, I mentioned this in, in my Justice Alana speech as well, uh, in the convention I had a chance to speak about internet and, and social media. And I mentioned this, that when you are mentioning something on social media, make sure that your intention is right. So there's one way of saying something, oh, I did this, or I did that, or I did that. And that's like personal show-off. That's like, oh, I, I was able to do this. And the other way is like, by the grace of Allah, I was able to achieve this. Through the blessings of Allah, I was able to do this. And so you're attributing your, your, your achievement to Allah, which who's the real source of this anyways. So, so when we say, by the grace of Allah, I have done this, or by the grace of Allah, we have been granted this, or by the grace of Allah, this many people, number of people have converted, uh, it is a way of expressing uh, the, the blessings of Allah. It is a way of thankfulness to the blessings of Allah. And it is in, in, a, in a verse of the Holy Quran where Allah says, And the, the, the blessings of your Lord, فَحَدِّس Make sure you mention those. One more uh, way to, to express that is, for instance, if somebody, if Allah has granted you $100,000. And if you walk around with these clothes, which are all ragged and torn and really old, and you don't even have a proper home to live in, and you're living like a homeless person, and you have $100,000 in your bank account, that is a form of ungratefulness to Allah. So we can be grateful to Allah also by, you know, if Allah has granted me a lot, then I should be able to live according to what Allah has granted. That's a way of demonstrating and being thankful to Allah for what he has granted. Do you understand? No, I, I understand that. But I'm thinking more of the lines, you know, that um, do we actually have proof that the Jamaat Ahmadiyya is the fastest growing sect in Islam? Um, do we have the actual concrete evidence to suggest that? And, you know, so and and uh, that's my question. And, and I guess the if I want to clarify your answer, um, are you saying that, you know, we um, as Ahmadi Muslims, when we tell the world that we've had 500,000 conversions, the real reason behind it is because it is our way of of being thankful, being grateful for what has happened. But I guess the question then becomes is, is that number 500,000 legitimate? Yeah, so I've already mentioned my own experience in Ghana. And of course, that's anecdotal. Uh, I, I don't doubt that. That's, uh, that's not objective evidence. That's subjective. That's what I saw. And somebody could say that maybe what you saw was not the full picture. That's understandable. But if you're asking for tangible proof of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community as being the fastest growing and the largest, or we're not, we never claim to be the largest, but we are cl claiming to be the fastest growing sect. The, it's very hard, in fact, impossible to provide. And our khulafa, our uh, successors of the promised Messiah, have also mentioned the same. They have all, every time they were asked, the second khalifa, the third khalifa, the fourth khalifa, the fifth khalifa, every time they're asked, they say the same thing. They say, we don't have a, a way to prove 
all of these numbers because there's no consensus of the world. You know, unless the world becomes a global um, empire and there's one government and they have a consensus and they find out, yeah. But but you know, so many countries wouldn't even ask you your faith, and those numbers wouldn't come out. For instance, if I fill out a Canadian uh, consensus, I'm, I'm only going to mention that I'm a Muslim. So so there's no tangible like on uh, documented proof of 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 all the Ahmadis in the world. There's no way I think that's possible. So then I guess my doubt comes in that then why do we advertise that we are this, this is the largest convention even, or we are the largest group, or we are the fastest growing. So we don't say largest group. We do say largest convention because we know. Uh, we, We know about other conventions and we know about our convention and we know that this is the largest Islamic convention or the longest running. Historically, we know that this is the only convention that has been longest running. Those are are, are claims that that have tangible proof. I'm talking about the worldwide population of Ahmadiyya. Like some people ask you, how many Ahmadis are there in the world? I can't tell. I always say that I don't know the real number because uh, it's very hard. But how do we know the conversions? Yes, we have the, every time a person becomes an Ahmadi Muslim, he has to fill out a form. And once that form is submitted, it is processed and it's a, it's a document. And we know that this is the number of people who have signed the bad form, the, the, the Pledge of Allegiance. And that's how we know we have this many number of conversions. But again, to convert is one thing and to remain steadfast with the new faith is probably another like two years down the road five years down the road is that same person who converted a firm Ahmadi Muslim that is Allah knows best how people come in in and out of religions all the time right I think that that wraps up um, that question up really nicely Um, one doubt that I I guess we can explore in further sessions is that um, well I guess it has been removed that the, the con- number of conversions that is announced on the third day of Jalta Salana UK, that is an accurate, objective number. Is that right? Correct? Yeah, right. So we have the documents which people have signed, the bad form, uh, which tells us that this is the number of people who have converted to the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. All right. Well, I guess that clarifies that. Doubt. Right, right. And so we can't tell like... Overall, how many Ahmadi Muslims are there in the world right now? Some people are dying, some people are being born, some people are entering the Jamaat, some people are even leaving. Right? So obviously, a small number of people are leaving, but but to to tend to have the tangible proof, documented proof of everything, is very difficult. Okay, um, so um, I, I guess we're we're running out of time here today, and you know I, I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website up and running now, uh, theconvictionproject.com, and um, if you would like to reach us, if you have any more doubts, then you can reach us at theconvictionproject at gmail and if you like what you're listening to, then do take a moment to subscribe or leave any comments um, wherever you are listening to this podcast. And once again, this is The Conviction Project, where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. It is the truth from thy Lord. Be not, therefore, of those who doubt.